Hi everyone, welcome to the Cambridge Corn Chats podcast. My name is Simone Ehringfeld and this is where I have chats with fellow students and academics at Cambridge University so we can all stay in touch during this coronavirus pandemic and exchange experiences of life under lockdown. Today, my guest is Yomna Zantani. She is a law student at Cambridge University, a fellow Claire Haller, and she is a Rowan Williams Scholar. Aside from that, she is also the co-captain of the women's rowing team of the college, as well as the president of the Law Society. And she's a very good friend of mine. So I'm very excited to be talking to her today. Hi, Yomna. Hi, Simone. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's nice talking to you again. It's really nice talking to you. We, um, we've updated uh, the format, so now we are seeing each other as well uh, while we're talking. So that's really lovely. Um, you look really good. Honestly, for someone who's been in their pajamas for a few days, I will take that as a compliment. So thank you. <laughs> You're looking fabulous yourself. <laughs> Thanks. Today has been the first day that I actually um, wore a pair of jeans. It's been forever that I did that. Like, how amazing does it feel when you put on regular clothes for a bit? Even if <laughs> it it's really just, does. yeah, even if it's just like going to the supermarket, like, yes, normal clothes. I know it's it's uh, it makes a huge difference. I mean, I, I always I quite like being in comfy clothes as well. But today I went out for a walk uh, with my camera, which I haven't done in a long time. And so yeah. for, for for the listeners, um, I, I'm also a photographer and I, I used to take a lot of photos, but I haven't been able to do that for a while now. And I a just great realized... photographer too. Oh, thank you. Honestly, amazing, <laughs> amazing stuff. Yeah, so I just realized how much I missed it. And yeah. it's gorgeous outside. Like there's flowers everywhere. It's blossoming. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it really, it's really is. good. I think like just having such amazing weather is making this whole thing so much more bearable. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to like just enjoy the weather, go for a walk, for a run, sit outside in the grass. Claire Hall has an amazing garden, so mm. um, I work outside sometimes, have my breakfast outside. So yeah, it's pretty good. That's lovely. Yeah. Have you been going on runs as well? Yeah, or? yeah. Um, so there's the Nike, Nike, however you want to pronounce it, the Run Club app. And one of my friends told me about it. And they have like this, um, there's like a series of runs that are guided. So when you're running, someone is talking to you and kind of like motivating you. It could be um, a life lesson about gratitude or whatever the theme is for that specific run. And honestly, it's it's amazing and it, it makes running so much more enjoyable. And I actually crave running now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's like something I've been doing. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. Like, so how um how are things in your household? Um it's pretty good. Um in terms of like the lockdown more generally, um this isn't really like my this isn't my first lockdown. Um so I I came from a country, well I come from a country um that was affected by the Arab Spring in 2011 if you remember. And uh, everyday life back then took the form of what's happening here right now. I mean, you have to stay at home. Um, you have to be a lot more cautious. Um, you, you, you try your best to find ways to pass the time with what you have around you. You really have to um, kind of think what really matters to you. Um, and, and yeah, basically just, just going back to just um, things that 
mean a lot to you and um it could be activities like reading or just being a bit more creative but yeah i mean i think having some experience with this thing um gives me kind of like a, a different perspective to this whole thing so it's like okay i've been here before what can i do now that i wish i did back then and i think the mm. biggest thing for me this time around is to just is to just take it easy and to not be so hard on myself to be kinder to myself to not try to to like create something or be incredibly productive um it's also okay to just slow down um i've been seeing a lot of um a lot of people uh, share that post about how like isaac newton during the pandemic uh those were like his most productive years and and they yeah. and they refer to those years as, as like the year of wonders for Isaac Newton and it's like wow that's a lot of pressure <laughs> i don't think i want to i want to put that kind of pressure on myself um so yeah that's a very important thing to just be hmm. kind to yourself during this hmm. time yeah 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 that i've seen that post around everywhere as well and, and yeah. it's made me feel on the one hand like oh my god this is an amazing time of opportunity to to work on some things and spend time on some issues or readings that we usually wouldn't have yeah but it's it's also putting so much pressure right and um and and this sort of push of like okay now you have to really make a a, a big contribution or make a big discovery um it's it's a a time of anxiety yeah that's true and and allowing that kind of pressure to influence how you go about your day is i think is a is a big danger because what what i find um helpful is is trying my best to keep up with my usual structure even though yeah. i didn't really have a structure but i'm i'm trying my my hardest not to do anything um drastically different and that yeah. definitely helps and if you do mm -hmm. if you do manage to get inspired and 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 do something different then that's great but i definitely yeah. shouldn't be like your your goal yeah it's really interesting what you're saying about uh you know you've gone through a similar experience before but in a completely different context right yeah. so um how how does it make you what do you think about all the politicians that are out there making these sort of war comparisons so there was like Boris Johnson but also like I've I've I'm Dutch so the Dutch prime minister did the same thing the queen I think or like there's been so many politicians around Macron in Germany mm. they they're all comparing it to like the second world war or like uh, an exceptional sort of situation yeah, yeah. in which uh leaders have to take these exceptional measures what do you think about that comparison um so i i came across an article a few days ago um it was on the conversation um so that's uh that's online and the title of the article was war metaphors are compelling but they can also be dangerous and i mean mm. i mean i i get why a lot of people are are comparing this to war but there was one sentence in that article that was really interesting to read um i actually mm -hmm. wrote it down somewhere um so yeah so when you when you compare something like this to a war uh she the author of the article says that politicians would then call for obedience rather than awareness appealing to our patriotism rather than solidarity and like a sense of community um so using that metaphor essentially now we're all soldiers and i think that 
kind of defeats the purpose of just trying to get everyone to feel this sense of like solidarity and trying to be a lot more mm. compassionate towards each other. So, I mean, I, I do understand the metaphor, but I, I agree with the author that it could be dangerous because now more than ever, um, it's just important for us to feel um, that kind of solidarity. Um, and yeah, I think from what I've seen around how they are using the metaphor of war, it's really uh, creating sort of the sense of it's us versus them. It's us all together against a collective enemy, mm. uh, which is the virus in this case. So it is a way of um, creating solidarity, but also to foster support for their measures because they're making people stay true, home. True. Um, they're forbidding all these things that usually we have the freedom to do. So they need some kind incentive, of uh, yeah, yeah an incentive and some kind of public support and how do you do that it's be by talking about war yeah or yeah something like that. i mean i get that reasoning but at the same time um it's also very easy to to create panic and we have enough mm. of that as it is so mm -hmm. yeah i I'm, I'm it's really interesting just looking at the war metaphor and there there are a lot of articles out there talking about it so i have yet to reach a conclusion definitely yeah yeah um so like how's the lockdown been for you i mean i know your ankle is kind of like limiting what you can do but how have you been how have you been spending your days so in terms of um new routines i guess i wake up a bit later than usual mm -hmm. uh, but i also stay up a bit later than usual um so i wake up maybe around 7 30 but i spend like an hour in bed just like because you know we can we don't yeah. have to go, get out of bed right away so maybe i'll get out of bed like at 8 30. um sometimes i do some yoga or some kind of exercise some stretching and then i'll make coffee mm. i'll have some breakfast in the living room and i'll start like i'll do a quick browse through the news but i've, I've stopped sort of oh yeah yeah definitely too much news limiting news yeah. is like um a thing that i'm trying to do as well also, you wake yeah. up voluntarily at 7.30? Yeah, well, oh that's, my that's God. just because I will just, like, feel bad about myself all day long if I just stay in bed until 10, you know, yeah. or 11. Like, I just, I, I have this sort of guilt, especially because I am a morning person after all. Yeah. Like, I do not, I don't do any work at night or even late afternoon is tricky. So I do my best work in the morning. So if I don't get up, then I will just like beat myself up over it all day long. So yeah. better to just get up. Um, I was talking, I was talking about structure earlier and like trying to, to, to uh, do exactly what you used to do. And I think the only thing that was making me wake up early um, actually two things, rowing in class. And now it's like, I wake up around 12, one, and my biggest dilemma of the day is, should I have breakfast or should I just have lunch? And it's like, <laughs> it's a struggle every day. And I just like kind of accepted that I, I'm not uh, going to wake up as early as I used to. So yeah. I have a structure now throughout my day, but my day just starts a lot later. And yeah, yeah. and breakfast, the breakfast lunch debate is, is an ongoing one for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I have some breakfast. I need coffee. In the oh, morning. Yes. If I don't have coffee, yes. then uh, I get like headachey and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I get my lunches from Claire Hall. Mm -hmm. And you know how they always add like these amazing desserts. Oh, yeah. So 
but I'm usually already full after just the soup and a main course. So then I save the breakfast. Uh, I save the the dessert for breakfast. Smart. So that's how I start my day. Smart. I start my day with a cup of coffee and a nice piece of cake. And if it's made by Luigi, <laughs> I mean Luigi in the Luigi in the kitchen just makes the best yeah. dessert ever. Yeah. Yes, this is a good occasion to do a big shout out to the Claire Hall all Kitchen them, for yeah. just Monique, treating Luigi, us so well. Yeah, Pat, all Pat of them. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I, I, I start. And then I'll just start it on reading some things. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I have lunch at some point. And then after lunch, I, I, I sometimes I do podcast recordings or I prepare for them. In our household, we're start, we started watching Killing Eve. Do you know about Killing oh, Eve? Oh, I've heard of it. I think um, I've seen some ads about it. But no, I'm still, I'm still yeah. trying to finish Money Heist. Well, if, once you've uh, finished it, then Killing Eve is a really good recommendation because they just um, um, they're just out with a new season. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't watched any of it yet, so I'm watching from scratch. And then my housemates are basically joining me, so we're all watching everything together. I will add that um, to my very very fun. long list. I think I have like Tiger King on my list, and uh, oh yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully I can I can juggle my Netflix list alongside my academic mm -hmm. reading list. Mm -hmm. Definitely do that's, it. That's what Cambridge is all about. <laughs> Juggling way yeah. too many things. Yeah. I mean, could you have imagined at the beginning when we just started here in Cambridge that this would have happened, that we would have ended up in a pandemic oh God, no. that had that would interrupt our studies no, no, like no. this. It's insane. I, mean, I think in, in terms of like Cambridge generally, um, the Cambridge I... I imagined is nowhere near the Cambridge that I yeah. got to experience. And I think that's a really good thing. Um, I still remember like the day I met you and stuff. And like, we yeah. went on like, um, we went to to shop for our rooms and stuff, trying to juggle all those pillows mm. and, and bed mm -hmm. sheets. Uh, but yeah, just going back to the right. beginning, um, Cambridge generally felt like an unattainable goal um, that it was so out of my reach and that I, 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 I could never, I could never come to a place like this, um, but I did. And yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Um, and then I thought, okay, people here are going to be incredibly smart and incredibly um, motivated. And that is true. But at the same time, it was, it was very important for me to also realize that they're, they're just regular people too. And placing so much pressure on myself at the beginning of the academic year to like, really try and compete wasn't wasn't the wisest decision um mm -hmm. you, you just have to really like trust your capabilities but yeah Cambridge was definitely a lot more than just getting another degree um it's it's such a special mm -hmm. place um and mm -hmm. yeah it's been an amazing time and it's definitely sad that this pandemic kind of like ended this chapter for us a lot earlier than it would have mm -hmm. Um, but at mm -hmm. the same time, I'm, I'm definitely grateful for all the things that we got to do here. I mean, rowing, yeah. when, when would we have yeah. gotten another <laughs> I know. chance to row? Oh, I miss rowing. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. miss it too very much. But that's, that's really interesting. What you're saying is basically you're happy that Cambridge didn't turn out the way you imagined it yeah. would be yeah, before coming here. Yeah. And that's interesting because that, I've talked to a lot of people who, who are like, wow, the Cambridge experience, it's all like, you know, falling apart and, but it being like a thing that they regret. So like they're, they're sad about the loss of the Cambridge experience, but you're basically saying, oh, I'm so happy that it turned out different. Yeah. Um, 
because your expectations were just like this is an insane yeah, place yeah. people are way too smart i can't keep up with that or or somehow yeah like that, so right? i think like the cambridge experience it really depends on how you personally define that i mean the cambridge experience for me was was meeting all these people from all over the world i mean we have people studying um like I i've personally met you study education um in our group of friends we have like public policy we have a, a fellow lawyer who was in the episode before mine and i have huge yes. shoes to fill because he was hilarious <laughs> um, but yeah it's just amazing meeting so many people and their research um areas are just so interesting and so unique and the cambridge mm. experience for me was just yeah meeting these people making lifelong friends um experiencing the collegiate atmosphere like visiting all these different colleges the formals um mm. what else like the history in 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 the city uh punting punting is great uh, um, <laughs> and yeah i mean when you when you redefine the cambridge experience to fit like, what you did and and what it meant to you um you, it's mm -hmm. so much easier to make peace with it yeah mm -hmm. my cambridge experience was claire hall lunches with my friends calling my mm -hmm. mom and and everyone um rowing staying in the library and like trying to sneak in food even though you're not supposed to but yeah like that's my cambridge <laughs> experience and and it's yeah it's been amazing yeah yeah How, how's yeah. yours like no has your good. cambridge experience been what you imagined it to be um no it oh. hasn't i really imagined it as a place where i wouldn't fit in mm. You know, I have an issue with education being elitist. Mm. I, I I would like education to be inclusive. And um, I mean, I study education, yeah. right? So in my program, we're constantly thinking about issues of fairness and social justice connected to mm. education. And before coming here and still while I'm here, I'm thinking this is kind of ironic, right? Because I am studying how to make education more inclusive at one of the most exclusive education institutions in yeah. the world. That's pretty odd. And that was, I felt very conflicted about that. So I was really like almost like morally doubtful about, you know, the legitimacy of asking questions around social justice in an institution yeah. like Cambridge. So this is before I came here, right? And still while I'm here, um, these same questions, I keep asking them, but I've noticed that there's a lot of people that are asking these questions. So um, within my program and within our college, there's a lot of people who have very different ideas on Cambridge and who this place mm. is for before they come here. And then you do come here and you you realize there's there really are people from all over the world. And I think especially that's, that's the case in postgraduate yeah, colleges, yeah. right? So undergraduate colleges, they are perhaps more like British and uh, more homogenous in, in terms of the student bodies they, they appeal to. But then um, my experience have, has been one of in incredible diversity. Like yeah. um, people really are from all over the world, from all kinds of backgrounds. Like you're one of my best friends. You're from a completely different background that I'm yeah. from. And yet we found this place and we've connected in such deep ways. Today I was walking around in Cambridge with my camera and it was so empty and I felt so sad. Yeah. Even though the sun is out there, you know, I was just, 
I was feeling nostalgic for a Cambridge that has been, but no longer is because we're all staying at home. Yeah, honestly, right? that's the and, worst. And that's yeah. weird to feel that. It's it's weird to feel that when you're still here. So I was longing for some kind of past experience of Cambridge while I'm still in Cambridge. So it felt like I was leaving or I'd already left, but I'm still here. Which no, no, was no. I totally strange. get that. Like I, I still crave just going to like Fitzbillies and, and getting a Chelsea bun and and just sitting there mm. with my overpriced <laughs> coffee trying to to read to read something. I mean <laughs> Yeah, it's it's good coffee and all, but I think it's just because like Fitzbillies is such such a a thing in Cambridge, or just like walking walking down King's Parade or something. I, I totally get that. Um, and now when you walk, yeah. you walk to like walk around the same places. It it just doesn't feel the same. Um, no, no no tourists, no cyclists everywhere. We always had like those yeah. musicians playing something in the middle of the street. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's small, the small things, things, right? That make it the place it usually yeah. is. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to talk about that Cambridge experience yeah. and the sort of weird ideas that we have in the beginning, but then it totally changes. And that's yeah. been like for And it works out. Like it that. really works so, yeah. out. Definitely try redefining the Cambridge experience and just um yeah, just mold it into your own. That's like my Yeah. 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 All right. Um, let's uh, do our segments because we can keep chatting forever, but uh, it would be really nice Ooh, to ask yes, you some, yes, some of the questions about yes. quarantine and um, let's yeah, let's get started. Mm -hmm. Okay. Question number one, what is something you absolutely should do during quarantine? Um, I actually have three things for that. So the first one was okay. keep a routine as best as you can. Even, even if you wake up at 1 mm. p.m. to all my late, like my late night sleepers and late night <laughs> Well, well, like people who aren't morning people, it's okay. You heard it from me. It's totally fine waking up late. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, try to keep a routine no matter what that means for yeah. you. Um, definitely yeah. be kind to yourself. Um, and like, don't mm -hmm. try to compare your productivity levels to someone else's because we're all different. Um, call family mm. and friends. I think I'm going on to a fourth one, even though I said there were three. The last one is really <laughs> important, Simone. Have a okay. solo dance okay. party every now and then. Just put on some music Ooh. and like, yeah, just dance. I love that. Yeah. 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 Four things. That's good. Yeah. Especially, yeah, yeah, I love that. I do the, the same thing every morning and it just sets the, sets the it's mood. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. What's something you absolutely shouldn't do during quarantine? Uh, going back to the first one, definitely do not compare your productivity levels to other people. Mm. Um, yeah. Another thing, don't yeah. isolate yourself. Um, definitely yeah. try to like still talk to people and stuff. Reach out if you need help. It's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Don't hoard yeah. toilet paper. <laughs> do not stockpile. <laughs> Great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good one. All right. What's the first thing you'll do when the lockdown's oh, over? Um, oh, that's a good one. The first thing I'll definitely go back home and hug my family. But if I Aww, if, I, if yeah. I'm still in Cambridge, um, I'm gonna call all the homies and go to Tiffin Truck and have the best Indian food in Cambridge. Not sponsored, although I wish <laughs> they sponsored me. I love you, Tiffin Truck. I love you <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, those are like our best good. dinners. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is one song? Ooh. If you could choose one song, I would choose "Location" by Burna Boy. <laughs> <gasps> 
<laughs> yes, thank you. I, I love that song. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Send me the location, then I'll be right there. Then make her come check you, my baby. No time, no. And my dog is on probation. Another five years. And bring girls to a location. No time, no. I kind of really am going to say that because every time that song comes on, you just like, you're singing along, dancing along. That's a good but one. But yes, um, people, all the people out there, Burna Boy is in general a great Amazing. person to look into. Yeah. yeah, great artist. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. This is the, the one of the big questions. What do you think will happen mm -hmm. after COVID-19? Is this the end of the world? Are we just going to go back to normal or is this a oh, new beginning of something? Oh, it's definitely a new beginning. It's a new beginning where I think the whole world will realize the importance of like compassion and um, yeah, and just being considerate and and really, really thinking about like the collective good. Um, and mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think throughout this entire thing, it just teaches you to be uh, a lot less selfish. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I want to say I'm excited to see what comes next. I mean, that's still quite a big question mark, but I definitely think it's going to be a new beginning. Hugging, hugging will definitely huh. change. <laughs> I think people are going to be a bit more <laughs> cautious, but I'm all for hugs. So definitely yeah. a new beginning. Do yeah. you think it'll be new? Um, yeah. I think it's tough uh, to say. I think in some ways it might, yeah. in some ways it might not. But I think um, if we want it to become a new beginning, it's not going to happen out of its own. We need to yeah, make yeah, it definitely. a new beginning. So we we would need to really take this time to reconsider what it is that we want to change. And then, um, and then yes, I, I do think that the COVID-19 crisis gives us kind of like... A, a, a rupture with the old world and a way to reconstruct some of the the things yeah. that we want to improve on but yeah it's not going to happen out of its own and i think i do think that some of the the power structures need to change because some a lot of the people that you know benefited from the mm. way things were in the old world are still in power now you know uh they're not yeah. keen on changing much i would say so uh, it's it's not that easy but i do hope as you're saying that this is a way of Definitely, becoming more yeah. compassionate yeah. towards each other and to also feel more together as uh, at a global scale yeah honestly global. i hope so yeah yeah all right um i'm really excited to ask you oh this god question. okay I don't know why, but um <laughs> what is the ultimate life hack that you've learned Ooh, while in cambridge hacks. um I think it goes back to what I was saying about the Cambridge experience. Redefine it. Make it your own. Don't feel the need to yeah. kind of like yeah. um, follow other people's footsteps and what you feel you need to do yeah. as a Cambridge student. Yeah, definitely yeah. make it your own. Also, if you ask my, my yeah. other life hack, if you, if you ask the, the kitchen yeah. people nicely, they might give you an extra dessert. This is like, yeah. <laughs> That's very true. No, but I, so why I was excited to ask you is because I, I've just been thinking about one of the life hacks that I've Ooh, learned from okay. you whilst here in Cambridge, which is when, you know, when we go to formals, um, basically how this works is we all gather in the common room before mm -hmm. entering the dining hall. And then Monique yeah. hits the gong. And that is a sign mm -hmm. that we all have to go inside. But it's kind of like, it's probably one of the most stressful Yeah, just trying to get like a table for all your friends. You can have <laughs> 
Yes, that is the thing because it's not assigned seats. So everyone tries to like, you know, even before the gong hits, you know, people are already gathering up and pushing forward and yep. trying to be the first one in line. And it's such a race. And I suck at these races, but you, you are know. so good at them because you are always like right there <laughs> at the beginning, getting us a full table because you just like rush in there and you're so organized and so adamant. You're like, okay, you guys go to the other side of the table. Simone, and this, this is, is our how spot, leaders are born. Know? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I just have like a yeah, yeah. It I is a true strategy. leadership. Like, I want all my friends to sit next to me at this beautiful, formal, amazing food. So I'm obviously gonna make sure I get there on time, even though I'm kind of always late. But that's okay. Adapt, and then yeah, and then I just kind yes. of like look at the table I want, and then I get everyone to to like um, make sure they go to specific seats so that we can cover a, a wider area. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's become mm -hmm. it's become kind of like my thing. So I always just make sure I can get a table for all my friends. You are really quite like a Aww. like a natural leader. You have those qualities because it it just shines through in in so well, many you. things that you do. It's it's those little things like getting a table, but it's also like the way that you've led the rowing team, for instance. You're just on top of things, you know, or the one the way in which you volunteered right at the beginning of the year to yeah. take on the law society. That is like, I've you're like, okay, mom, let's do this, guys. We got group. this. <laughs> well, thank yeah, you. so sweet. Yeah. yeah. What is uh, one new skill that you would like to learn mm, during Definitely this time? another language. And I'm, I'm trying that now with uh, another Claire Hall member. So we're, he, he's helping me with my French. I, I did French in high school, but I definitely forgot a lot. And we've been reading, um, I think in English, it's Tintin. But in French, it's Tanta. Oh, yeah. Yes. So the, the, yeah. like those adventures. Yeah, yeah. The comics. So it's it's been or, quite yeah, slow, but nice. I'm enjoying it. So yeah, that's that's one skill mm -hmm. I'm trying to um, develop. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone's just baking. Like banana bread is so hot right now. <laughs> I've just been making yes. cinnamon rolls. Yeah, they look they so good. good. I'm envious. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks so much for joining pleasure. me on this pleasure. podcast. Um, Keep smiling, keep eating the desserts, and keep practicing your French. You got this. And uh, thanks for your great advice as well. To all the listeners out there, thank you so much for listening in to this episode of Cambridge Quarren Chats. My name is Simone Ehringfeld, and I would love to hear how you are doing in life under lockdown. Find us on Facebook or Twitter by looking for at Cam Quarren Chats, and I hope to see you next time. Bye!